Last time on Licensed to Parent, we began looking at when you move from dealing with a troubled teen at home to needing help outside the home to needing a full-fledged Christ-centered residential program. Mom and dad are overwhelmed uh, by the time a child is, is a candidate for a place like Shepherd's Hill Academy. And it's not going to be fixed with, you know, an hour a week in a, in a, a therapeutic office. Um, this is a full frontal holistic attack. Today, we continue that discussion and also look at how one starts the ball rolling on getting into a residential program, what to expect, and what changes may be needed beyond fixing your team. Our host on License to Parent is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy. I'm Rich Rosel, and it's time once again to renew your License to Parent. Well, if you missed our last conversation, I would encourage you to listen to it. You'll find it on our website at licensetoparent.org. Just click on the link to 30-minute broadcasts, and you'll find that link under the main banner at the top of the page. Trace, we covered a lot of ground last time, uh, but more of that was about things that we need to be doing before getting to the point where we actually need residential care. So uh, I I guess let's try to identify what the crossroads look like. How do parents recognize how bad it's gotten such that they now need residential care? And I would say when you're immersed in the forest, it's sometimes hard to recognize (laughs) the trees. And in our society, as we pointed out last time, you know, everybody around us is is kind of describing a new normal. So when you look and the kids next door are as messed up as your own right. kids are, it's hard to know whether this really is normal or whether you need help. So how do we know we need help? <laughs> well, sometimes it can be difficult because you are in the forest and can't see the trees. And we kind of get numb to the things that we shouldn't ever be numb to. Uh, so I'd suggest, you know, outside opinion, you know, ask your pastor, ask your neighbor, ask your extended family. Get some professional help if you think that's needed. Most families have already been uh, to see a, a counselor or therapist before they come to Shepherd's Hill. As a matter of fact, they have to be before they come here because we, we require a full psychological evaluation before any child could come here. So um, that's just a policy, but it's also a state regulation. I would say that a professional opinion uh, would be a real good start. Something we we should mention, and I I hope I make it clear regularly on this program, and that is that this radio program is the outreach of a residential program, Mm -hmm. Shepherd's Hill Academy. There are other residential programs, but as we're talking, we are speaking somewhat generically because any residential program that you go into, you want to have a long conversation with them first. Right. And they don't want to be disrupting families any more than families want their lives to be disrupted. So that's going to be a probably a very raw conversation. But please understand that, well, at least in the case of Shepherd's Hill, we really do have your best interests at heart. And we'll ask you the hard questions. And um, is, it, is it true to say that there are times when, when you would say to a family, you don't need residential care? Yeah, and we have said that uh, to to families in, in the past. Uh, but the ugly truth is that there are some programs out there. Most of them would be secular, I, the, but I mean, there may be some Christian programs too, who are trying to stay in business. You know, they're because they, they, they run it as a business. Shepherd's Hill is a five hundred one c three not for profit uh, program. So. But you still have to run it as a business to some degree. Uh, but uh, You have bo- to pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, you have to cover your staff and whatnot. But the, the, the bottom line is I'll go sell shoes before I'll sacrifice anything that even gives the hint of a lack of integrity. 
you know, we're representing Jesus Christ. We, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, compete with other secular programs uh, because there are a lot of Christians in, you know, secular programs. Yes. But we will compare our success with any program uh, on the planet. And uh, I think God honors that. I think that's why we're seeing the, the, uh, the success we're having with our kids is that we, we, we haven't compromised the truth. And that's something that I would find a great relief in hearing is that, again, uh, the truth is paramount. Right. Honoring Christ is paramount. Honoring the families is paramount. Yeah. And, and wanting to make sure that you are operating with integrity at all, at all facets. There. Yeah, and I would challenge parents who are, who are seeking out help. You've got to talk to the families, the, the parents uh, of the kids who have been in these programs. Go to the programs and see if they'll let you talk to the children who are actually in the programs. One of the, the, uh, the, uh, the feedback we get a lot from uh, visitors, uh, prospective parents, uh, therapists, uh, we do allow them to talk to our kids. And inevitably, they'll say, well, that's what sold us, you know, the, the kids, because they see other programs, and some programs won't let you talk to their kids for whatever reason. I yeah. mean, I understand that. I, I never want our kids to feel like they're on display, but we never, when a kid, uh, or when a, uh, a group of people come and talk to our kids, we never let our kids know ahead of time. I mean, it's always a surprise. We're usually interrupting class time or something like that, maybe a work project they're involved with, but it's on the spot, and the, and the people who are questioning our kids, they realize that, hey, you know what? These kids are speaking off the cuff. There's nothing canned here. How do you beat that, right? I mean, the, our kids are, and our families are our best, uh, for, again, for lack of a better term, selling point. Yeah. Um, and all we're trying to do is heal kids. That's the bottom line. Bring glory to God, heal kids, expand the kingdom. If my family feels that we need residential care for one of my kids— I don't even know where to begin, but I can imagine it's not just as easy as picking up the phone and saying, hi, I'd like to enroll my son <laughs> or my daughter. Um, what are some of the hurdles that parents need to be aware of when trying to get the ball rolling on residential care, whether at Shepherd's Hill or elsewhere? Yeah. Well, it actually is that simple. You just simply call in. Uh, you can email in. There's a form you can fill out online uh, as well, and our staff uh, will walk you all through that. I mean, it's just a... Uh, a, a deal where they don't want to burden you. You're already uh, traumatized enough with sure. your situation, uh, and so we we do everything we can to to lead you by the hand. And we, you know, sometimes it's easy to get a little uh, like when I'm touring families around here. It's like I, I can come off a bit, and maybe you can get this from, from the radio a little bit cavalier about some certain situations because. I know the end result, you know, but you're a scared parent who's seen your, your darling sure. just absolutely implode in your home. And then you got some joker like me saying, uh, yeah, well, this, you know, this will be okay, this blah, 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 blah. And, and it can come off a bit like you're too confident, but I don't mean to be. I just see how this thing works out. Sure. I mean, I kind of know that I know that I know. And uh, when parents, that's why I like parents to talk to our current parents because what do they got to lose? To, they're not trying to sell anything, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I think that is the best thing that a parent can do, is contact other parents. Um, if I start filling out that form or contact Shepherd's Hill, for example, to try to get this ball rolling, is that going to create any problems for me? What if I get partway through this process and I realize, you know, I really don't want to complete this. I, I don't want to sign my son or daughter <laughs> up for residential care. 
am I going to run into problems because now I've got my name on a on a record somewhere? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, where, where you will run into some hurdles is uh, your your extended family. Uh, you're going to find that some of your friends and your extended family are going to think you're the worst parent in the world for, quote, sending your child away, okay? Yeah. Unless you live with a kid like this, you really can't identify because a lot of these kids are absolute angels in the presence of other people, from yeah. pastors to you know extended family, grandpas and grandmas. Some of the, the, the greatest feedback we get are from grandparents and, and friends and, and aunts and uncles and other extended family members yeah. uh, because they had to kind of, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them had to admit, you know what, I, I wasn't for this, but now I see because we have uh, many different uh, events, uh, two particular, the, the spring and fall uh, parenting conferences that uh, family is invited to. We, we want them to be involved and to see what goes on. And I'm, I'm just amazed at some of the blinders that are on Christian folks uh, about uh, how we need to engage uh, the world, our faith, and each other uh, in, the, in the parent-child relationship. I'm amazed at what they don't know. Yeah, and I alluded to that at the beginning. Uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, gotten so bad, but we can't see how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's a real hurdle for you, I guess, in trying to, to help these kids is sometimes even after the parents have dropped their kids off, they still don't completely get it. And that's that's later in the process. It does come later. The parents are usually the last to get it. Sometimes. <laughs> it happens very often. Uh, but they, they eventually they do. And I think it, it's, it's, it, it takes seeing their kids transform so yeah. much. And a lot of these kids, when you talk to them after, the, after they've been here for six, eight, ten months, it's like, my gosh, they seem like staff. They don't seem like clients, you know, yeah. or, or enrollees or whatever. Uh, but I, I did want to get back to one more thing that parents are, are going to come up against. And, and I don't care what program you uh, seek out. There's going to be things that if you scroll down far enough, you research enough, and this is where the extended family comes in. Because they're going to find things, and everybody, every ministry gets this, particularly residential programs. Uh, but every ministry gets this. And that's going to be negative feedback. Uh, remember, we're dealing with troubled teens, and 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 as much as we like to say we have a 100% success, you know, there's a there's about three percent that, that aren't going to get it, just aren't going to get it. Three mm-hmm. percent are going to return for a, a refresher course, and, and and it's amazing how that refresher course usually does uh, close the deal uh, in the healing for a lot of these kids. But three percent just aren't going to get it, and then there's this minute fraction of a percent. Uh, that are going to buy into the stuff that got them to Shepherd's Hill in the first place. Uh, what's the Bible say about you know the demon that you cast out and he comes back and sweeps things clean and he comes back and brings seven more demons with him. And so what these kids do, and again, please re- uh, believe me when I say this, every program gets this. Uh, they're going to badmouth the program just out of spite. They're going to mm-hmm. say, oh, I, this happened to me here, this happened to me there. Uh, we've had a couple kids that have piggybacked on this one kid that started about 17 years ago. These people exist to shut down residential programs, particularly mm-hmm. Christ-centered residential programs, and destroy the good name of Jesus Christ. They're, they're, they exist for that very purpose. And some of these kids are so savvy that they know that. They know that these places already have high-profile clout on the internet, and they, they tell them this story. Uh, but we're not going to spend God's money to hide that. If people can't see through that, then there's pr- 
hundred other programs that, that would love to have you. I know that we talked about the fact that in addition to fixing the team, we also have to address the issues in the family. A teen is growing up in an environment where family has a great influence, and quite often that influence, perhaps well-intentioned, may be misplaced, and that may be part of the root problem. Mm -hmm. When we come back from our break, I, I want us to talk about some of the ways that Shepherds Hill ministers to the family beyond the teen and, sure. and, and you know and frankly if other programs are not doing the same they need to yeah but uh let, let's talk about some of that when we come back you're listening to licensed to parent this is the second in a two-part broadcast talking about how to know when you need to seek residential care for your troubled teen i'm rich rosl our host is trace embry the founder and director of shepherd's hill academy this is licensed to parent you'll find us at licensedtoparent.org and we'll be right back Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, talking about when to seek residential care for your troubled teen. And uh, no guests on this program. Our usual habit is to be talking to others who have written or spoken or sung or produced movies about or whatever the same types of things we talk about here, and that's intentional parenting for the cause of Christ. But today it's just Trace Embry and me, Rich Rosal, and we're talking about where residential care does come in and how do you know that you've crossed the line and really need to seek it. And uh, Trace, before the break, we were talking about things that happen when you're trying to get into a program. But one of the things that doesn't get talked about much is what type of work Shepherds Hill and other similar programs do to work with the families themselves. In other words, how do you fix the environment 
that raised up a troubled teen. Yeah. Well, the parents don't live here like the kids do for a year, so there's that barrier. Uh, but before I get into that, let me let me just share this. Every kid that comes to Shepherd's Hill, with rare exception, unless I'm out of town at an event, I get to meet every one of them personally, and I have my little two-minute spiel that I give them. I love them, and no one's going to lie to them here or on their team. The one thing that I could see a response in their countenance is when I tell them we're going to be working with their parents. It's almost like you see hope come to their eyes. Mm. And I'm not bum-wrapping parents, okay? Uh, But from the child's perspective, there are things going on throughout the entire home that include the parents, that if Junior knows that there's hope fixing, for lack of a better term, mom and dad, they come on board. But as far as some of the things that we do, I mean, we have parents email kids will physically handwrite. But the phone calls don't start uh, for two months, and there's no physical visitation for two months. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's to protect the parent more than anything. And so that really works out well, and we've done that from the beginning. I think most programs do have a a policy similar to that. Uh, But then after that, we start these uh, weekly parent reports and then therapeutic reports, reports from our field staff to uh, report on how Junior's behavior is being, the things that they're doing, kind of like a day in life type thing yeah. uh, with parents. And then there's the therapeutic reports that come from the therapeutic department. So in addition to that, there are Skypes, there are family weekends. We have a monthly parent workshop where parents come to learn some very pertinent things to raising healthy kids in this digital age. And then twice a year, there's parent weekends. And I got to tell you, you talk about spiritual warfare that goes on the week before those parent weekends, one in the spring and one in the fall. The devil doesn't like what goes on during those parent weekends. And this, mm-hmm. we have one coming up here in, in another couple of weeks. And uh, I've got an alumni parent who's going to come back and, and speak to our parents to encourage them. Because this is a tremendous time for parents to get intimately involved with their kids, interacting in ropes course activities, equine therapy activities, where they're, they're making physical contact and with their children and and trying to to accomplish these these ropes course elements and and equine elements uh, that cause parents and 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 uh, children to problem solve together, mm-hmm. all kinds of different uh, activities. Too many to go into, and then of course uh, you, I I do a, a parenting seminar on Friday and Saturday. We all go to church together on Sunday, uh, but it, there's a big Sunday night roundup that uh, goes into the uh, evening. And it's, it's a time where the staff, uh, myself included, sh- uh, shut our big traps. And it's a little awkwardly silent at first, uh, but we want the Spirit of God to work in the hearts and minds of these uh, families. And it is unbelievable what comes out of that. To see the newer parents uh, be so comforted by the, the experience of the more seasoned parents, because those new parents... Your child might be in the program for three or four months, and, and maybe they're not seeing the progress that other parents are seeing, and they're starting to panic. You know, mm-hmm. they're throwing away good money in their minds, you know, to see not a lot of progress. But then you've got so many parents, and there may be 50 or 60 in the circle, uh, who, who will speak up after being in the program eight, nine months, and they'll say, listen, I was right where you were at. I thought I had the worst kid here, and nothing was ever going to happen, but trust me. And they got three or four, five, six other parents who backed them up to encourage them. And it's like those parents leave 
yeah. with a sigh of relief yeah. because, you know, this is a heck of an investment for parents. Yeah, I know it's a not-for-profit program, but it, as we mentioned earlier, it's still a heck of an investment. Sure. And um, there are myriad different ways that parents have had to make this thing possible for their families or they wouldn't get here. And I want us to talk about the money in just a moment. But um, with regard to other things that may go on in the family life, can you give us just a snapshot of what changes you often see being needed in the home following the kids coming here? Um, you know, how, how does Shepherd Hill change or suggest that the family change the environment at the home most often? What, yeah. what, are the, what are some of the big ones? And again, that's an ongoing process that yeah. starts from the beginning. And, and parents don't often uh, agree with some of the things because they just don't see. Again, they're so deep into the forest, they don't see the trees. But once they do and start making the changes, then that gives us a lot of hope that things are going to go well once yeah. they get home. But I've seen parents sell their house and move to a whole new location to give Junior a new start wow. in a new school. Okay. That happens regularly. Rooms get painted. Posters get pulled down off the, the rooms. They've got a plan. And we have a whole exit plan for parents and their kids tailor-made for that particular family. You know, there are a lot of uh, divorced families, and we have to come to, uh, to terms with those issues and, yeah. and work through all that. But uh, it, it's, it's way more extensive than we have uh, time to, to discuss on the broadcast, but uh, rest assured that each family is going to get the tailored uh, help sure. that they need for that child to come home and succeed. Yeah. And I can tell you this, to the degree that parents are on board, that's the degree that they'll experience success with their child. If they think they can always do what they've always done, they will get what they always got. Because just like Junior can discern, this is a family problem in most cases. Yeah. It's not always just something Junior's doing. Although in rare instances, mom and dad really... They've done everything right. They just decided to go the wrong direction. But the advantage that those families have is at least Junior knows there is a solid moral absolute point of reference to go back to. Mm. And yeah. once their head gets clear, whether from drugs or rebellion or whatever the case may be, they really do welcome that return in, into uh, sanity. Yeah, I've witnessed that as we've talked to some of these students on this program. In mm. fact, those who are completing the program. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the very expensive elephant in the room. <laughs> um, how much does residential care cost on average? Or if you want to be specific and talk about Shepherd's Hill, how yeah. much is that? And I guess as importantly, does the state help? Does insurance help at all? Are there any resources available anywhere for parents who may say that's too big a pill for me to be able to swallow? Yeah, The insurance industry is just starting to recognize their benefit in investing in long-term care. Uh, so a lot of our parents do get insurance benefits to knock off some of the tuition. Uh, some get none. Some get a lot more than others. It depends on their insurance carrier. Uh, we don't want anything to do with the state other than following the, the regulations we have to follow to, to keep our doors open legally. Right. Uh, we don't take their money. We don't want their money. Uh, we don't want them to dictate the things that are making this program a success. Uh, as far as resources, how parents have, have, have gotten here. Some families are just, you know, doing well enough financially to be able to afford it, but not most families. Uh, we, we see families uh, 
go to their churches, and their churches, you know, put out the word to uh, different families in the congregation. And so we may see 15 checks for one name. Uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles uh, might chip in who, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen 401ks, retirement funds turned in. I've seen college funds turned in. I've seen trust funds. Uh, I've seen homes refinanced when there was actually equity in the homes, yeah. you know, before the big crash 10 years ago. You have to keep in mind something that if you hired a babysitter just to follow your child around, just to make sure they weren't looking at porn or, you know, smoking dope in your home when you weren't there, uh, no education, no therapeutic value, no food, no lodging, no nothing, just a babysitter at minimum wage, you've got a $64,000 investment at the end of the year. And so you can imagine how huge the tuition is on a lot of these programs. And I'll say that as far as Christian programs go, you know, we're doing everything we can to make this thing affordable. But uh, our tuition is is $96,000 a year. And I'm not saying that parents always have to come up with that because they do get help from their insurance companies, from uh, extended family. Uh, If we have scholarship that we can give a family, we'll give it. If the Lord says, hey, this family, trust me on this, we've done that before. Uh, If God wants that child here, that child will be here. Now, in saying that, there are programs that are half the cost of Shepherd's Hill. There are Mm -hmm. programs that are a third of the cost of Shepherd's Hill. And also those that are twice the cost of Shepherd's Hill. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Again, if I could give this thing away to every family that called in, Lord knows I'd do it. but I have to be prudent, too, as the director of this ministry. And so it's a tough call. It's, uh, there's nothing more difficult than to you know, talk to a, a crying mom, a desperate mom, single mom. And we've had plenty of single moms in this program. So I, I want you to know it, it can happen. Well, let, let me take this opportunity then to turn the corner, put, put it into this particular program. But do so by letting you know that this is a key way that you can help. At the end of each program, we talk about your tax-deductible donations being such a help to keep the program going, to keep the program on the air. But the bigger part of it is to provide money for the Shepherd's Hill Scholarship Fund. And that's been an ongoing fund. It's been in existence for years. But its ability to help families is relying solely on you. And uh, if you feel that God would lead you to make a contribution, that may be all that it takes for a family that otherwise could not afford residential care to be able to get their child in the door and uh, on the campus and to be helped. And again, that's a, a year investment on their part, but it uh, it's an investment on your part as well. But anything small or large could go a long way to helping somebody else. So if you feel that God would lead you in this, and please pray about it first. We want any contributions to Shepherd's Hill and to Licensed to Parent to be made prayerfully Please ask God how he would have you help. Then learn more about what we offer. Speak to someone who's ready to listen if you need to, but go to our website, licensedtoparent.org. You can find out more about Shepherd's Hill by clicking the link to Shepherd's Hill Academy, but also look for and click on the Donate tab at the top of the page. Again, your donations are all tax deductible, and any amount could go a long way in helping families who otherwise could not get residential care in the name of Christ. Yeah, the Shepherd's Hill Academy Scholarship Fund is for single moms, and it is for indigent families. And uh, we want to be able to help those families too. And, and we have, and we do. Well, again, you can go to licensedparent.org. There is a donate tab. If you'll click that, 
your money will go toward this program and toward the scholarship helping those families in need. And again, you'll find us at licensedtoparent.org. Mr. Embry, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad for us to be able to talk about all that's going on here at Shepherd's Hill because usually we're talking about other people's (laughs) books and programs. Thanks to our guest today, Trace Embry, the executive director and the founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Uh, Our technical producer on Licensed to Parent is Carl Peets. Our thanks to him and for Trace, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time where once again you can renew your Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.